You're listening to The Fish Dish, brought to you by Eat Wisconsin Fish, a campaign of the Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. Are you fish curious, or are you a fish expert who wants to learn even more about Wisconsin's fisheries and cooking fish? We'll give you the latest dish on fish. Your hosts are Sharon Moen and Marie Zwickoff. Two, Two friends, friends who have, have been, been working, working for Sea Grant seemingly forever and who know a thing or two about fish. But that's forever in a good way. Sharon is a food fish outreach coordinator. And Marie is a science communicator. In this episode, we visit with a class of food science and technology majors from the University of Wisconsin River Falls. They cooked several recipes that are found on the Eat Wisconsin Fish website. They helped us perfect the dishes, plus the campus photographer snapped a few photos. We talked fish with the students, and we awarded a best-of-show prize for the dish that looked the tastiest and the Eat Wisconsin fishiest. I like that word, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun. <laughs> for the fish delicious part of our show, Sharon and I cook the winning dish, which we're not going to reveal right now because that would be a spoiler. In episode seven of The Fish Dish, Marie and I took a Lake Superior fish cooking class from Carolyn Littlefield in Grand Marais, Minnesota. The seed of an idea for this show was planted then, during that class, when Carolyn said she was willing to have her food product development students at UW-River Falls come up with some fish dishes for us. That happened this spring when Carolyn's students cooked six recipes, trout with sesame, garlic, and ginger, whitefish with tomato basil compote, and then there was oven-fried perch fish fillets with tartar sauce, smoked lake whitefish rolls, vineyard trout, and fisherman's brunch. The students divided up into teams, each taking a dish. Once they cooked the recipes, but before they could eat them, the UW River Falls photographer, Pat Denninger, took photos. The most delicious-looking recipe photo is going to be published in the monthly newsletter of the Wisconsin Energy Cooperative. They feature recipes in each issue that they send to their customers and contacted Sharon because they wanted to feature fish. Plus, Sharon had some fabulous prizes for the winning team. Sharon and I had the tough job of selecting our favorite food photo. Let's meet the students. Sharon asked them if cooking all these fish recipes inspired them to eat more fish. I'd say that it really like showed different ways to eat fish because like normally I think most of us maybe go like a fish fry or something like that. You don't really think about like anything other than just fry it and bread it. It's good to hear because when I run around the community is asking barriers to eating fish, the fear of preparation is one of the barriers. So people tend to think it's much easier to cook a hamburger because we're all kind of like, oh, you just slap it on this side for a couple minutes, slap it on that side. And then they get a piece of fish and they're like, now what do I do with it? I'm glad that you agree that it's not hard to cook. I mean, it's pretty easy once you're familiar with how to handle it. One of the other barriers that I think is interesting is people don't necessarily like their food to come with their heads on. So <laughs> so if somebody hands you a fish, a whole fish, and says, here, have it, which is kind of what's happening at fish farms. So when you farm fish, if you don't have a licensed kitchen to deal with it, and that would be like state licenses from the Department of Health and Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, and a license to handle seafood, you're not allowed to sell it dead. 
That's what happens with a lot of t our tilapia markets, is they must sell their fish live because they just don't have the right licenses to process and sell it. And something that I found with fish, too, is that it does not need as long to cook as we think it does, and a lot of times it's overcooked. And then it's not so good. Thanks for mentioning it, Carolyn, because that is a very... I talked about the top two as like, ugh, it has a head on it, and I don't know what to do with that, or like I don't know how to cook it. And the third is the fish is rather expensive compared to pork and beef and chicken, and so people get it, they're afraid of it, and they don't know how to cook it well, so they overcook it, and then it tastes like leather. All right, so winning recipe. And what you will win is uh, Eat Wisconsin Fish apron plus fish spices that I will pick up from Bodine's fisheries on the shores of Lake Superior. They catch white fish. So, drum roll. Marie and I chose Morgan Aaron's and Bailey's Fisherman's Brunch picture as the one that we're going to send forward to get published in the Wisconsin Energy association magazine thank you for providing the picture we thought it was amazing what did you like about it marie i like the colors of the fruit along with the tart or the pie and then the little fish on top of the <laughs> top of the pie crust and the lighting's good on it i guess i was curious like it seemed like a lot of you added a top crust to it possibly and what made you decide to do that i wanted to add the fish on top make it look pretty I had a question about the fisherman's brunch. How did you get the fish to be a different color than the rest of the crust? Okay, so we used the big main part was like puff pastry, and then we used just regular like bottom pie crust, and that's how I cut it out. And I just glued it on with some egg wash, and I didn't think they were going to turn out to be different colors, but it just happened out like that. Well, that was good. It made it more noticeable. Podcast listeners, you can find the photo we're discussing on the episode extras page on the Fish Dish website, which is cgrant.wisc.edu slash audio slash the hyphen fish hyphen dish. I must confess I didn't look it up beforehand, but I, I kind of wanted to. I'm curious if anybody dove into what's the difference between a pie and a tart. No, I didn't either, but I'm going to. <laughs> And so I did. I went to a couple of different sites and I learned that tarts are generally more delicate and composed of a puffier pastry and they only have one bottom crust and they are made in tart pans, which we use two of today. And tart pans are kind of straight up and down sides and have a bottom that pops out. And tarts are more decorative. Pies are considered more rustic ways to serve a thing in a pastry shell because you're cutting wedges out of a big pie. And oftentimes they have a top crust. So kind of like more rustic tarts you kind of deliver more elegant. yeah more elegant if you want to be more tony you do a yes. tart and tiny tarts are called tartlets and they're good for appetizers at parties and things like that so. and do the tart pans do they all have like a wavy edge like yours have oh i think so but i got my pans on the internet and that's pretty much what i saw is wavy the, the scalloped edges <laughs> So anyway, they're, they're similar. And so I can see why people don't always distinguish between tarts and pies. But if you're hanging around the foodies, 
that's what you should know. You need to know. Yes, you yes. need to know. Tarts are not pies. <laughs> Later on, the students shared their thoughts with us on paper with some quotes that they had about the experience of cooking all those fish dishes. And we wanted to read a few to you. Right. And so my favorite quote was given to us by Matt Cody, and he won some fish seasoning for his contribution. And Matt said, uh, the recipes were easy to follow, and the dishes we made were the best fish I've ever had. And that just made me so happy to think that the Eat Wisconsin Fish website could have recipes that these students enjoyed so much. And then I really liked uh, what Essie White had to say, too. And Essie's father was the one who provided fish for the class. So that was really a generous donation. And I appreciate what he was able to do to help the Eat Wisconsin Fish Initiative. And so he also got some fish seasoning. And Essie said, I enjoyed learning a plethora of new recipes and techniques to cook fish that can all be caught right here in Wisconsin. All right, and then I'll read a couple more. This quote is from Anna Ural. It's easy to fry freshwater fish to be enjoyed, but I think you can gain so much more by thinking outside the box. This allows for more diversity in terms of how fish is consumed. And the last one is from Raphael, and this is concerning the rainbow trout with sesame, garlic, and ginger recipe. He said, marinating with soy sauce was a nice touch to the fish before frying. It made for a umami aroma. And, you know, umami is like the fifth taste sensation we have. They're sweet, savory, salty, bitter. Umami kind of means complex or even just delicious. I know. I like just deliciousness. <laughs> deliciousness. <laughs> so anyway, it made for a umami aroma with a brown sugar and ginger yeah, so I think this is a really fun and creative project that kind of shines a light on synergy and serendipity and how you can make something wonderful, not only to eat, but also build connections with each other. So I hope you kind of take some of these lessons forward with you. We shared more inspiring words for students about their career paths. Then it was time for us to go. Well, thanks, Carolyn, for being willing to do this with this class. And thank you, everybody in the class. Thank you. 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 Thank Today, we're cooking Fisherman's Brunch, which is the recipe that Carolyn's students made look so good. So Sharon is making Fisherman's Brunch recipe. She's mixing up all the ingredients. Sharon, what is, uh, what's in here? Oh, we have four eggs, a cup of lake trout from Lake Superior. And the lake trout's like flaked, right? Yeah, this is a great recipe to use for extra fish that you might have cooked, like, say, the night before, if you had a dinner party. And so the fish was pre-cooked and flaked. And then we have some Swiss cheese, a half cup of that, a salt and pepper teaspoon each, and a tablespoon of onion. And it's so simple, but it's so yummy. You cook the pie crust for five minutes beforehand, which we have done. And so we have a nine inch pie and then we're doing some smaller tart. Yeah, tart pans. Pans. Yes. So we're filling this gluten-free and corn-free crust first. 
And then the smaller tart pans just have a regular crust. Yeah, they have a puff pastry crust. And we added a little dill in there, and then once they're in the pans, we will put paprika on the top for some color and put some decorative <laughs> puff pastry fishes. Right, so while I was mixing up, what should we say, the meat of the pie, Marie was making us some decorative little fishes. Yes, I put my art skills to work. I don't, I've never tried to make dough fishes. So. I think they look great. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll see how they turn out in the end. Guess we're ready to start baking. 20 minutes in the oven. So the timer rang and we're going to check on the progress of our fisherman's brunch. Can you tell me about the pie crust that you used for your, for the big pie? Do these look done? They do. Yummy. It has no... We're going to keep the big one in a little longer. It's kind of mushy in the middle. It has no wheat or corn ingredients in it. I think it's made with rice flour and probably tapioca flour. And uh, I get it at the local co-op. But yeah, it's hard for me to find dough that I can eat. Usually I have to make it myself. So when I found this, I was pretty darn excited <laughs> about it. No yeah. more mess in the kitchen. Yeah. So okay, now we just let the two smaller tarts cool a little bit have to wait for the big one to come out. When do we put the decorative fish on? Whenever we want. Like before serving. Okay. Yes. The decorative fish were made with puff pastry, so they like puffed up really big and they kind of look blobby. So <laughs> cut them down a wee bit. So we cut them in half <laughs> to make them more svelte. Yeah. They made me laugh though watching them cook. <laughs> they puffed up. And it smells like fish in here. Smells really good. It smells like a yummy fish. Not, yes. not a bad fishy smell. Yes. Okay? Like, fish and pie crust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about tart pans is you just pop out the bottom and kind of falls out as a little tartlet. I used five inch tart pans. You can get them at four, five, and seven. Probably six too. All different sizes. But this oh, is nice. about a nice serving for one in a five inch pan. And I'm going to let Marie cut a wedge out of the bigger pie here. Okay. Looks great. So we've taken our first bites of the fish tarts. What do you think, Sharon? Oh, every time I have this recipe, I am like, oh, I should make this more often. I've had it with salmon. Today is lake trout. And I've made it with whitefish also. And each time it's been just delicious. So it's definitely one of the favorites in my recipe box now. And uh, I made it for my mom, and who's 85, and uh, one of her friends. And they wanted the recipe, too. So it's nice to be able to share these recipes out among my family and friends. So I hope you guys like it, too, when you make it. And I really encourage you. What did you think, Marie? Oh, yeah. I really like it. I have a crab quiche recipe. And this is very similar. But I never thought of making it with fish. And so, yeah, it'll be a nice alternative. Because crab is so expensive right. these days. I'd love to be able to make it with Lake Superior or Lake Michigan fish. Or even if you're... A have a fishing family or you're a fisher person yourself your walleye or bluegills would taste good in here also and what i love about the recipe too is you can add your own seasoning and spices that uh, you prefer so i've made it with garlic in it and today we use dill but you know i have all sorts of spices like last time i made it i used saffron some of my saffron that we used for our saffron trout recipe so it's fun to experiment with different flavors and an endless variety of fun yeah well Definitely be making this one again. And then that one last stuff before I head back home.
That's it for this episode of The Fish Dish. Thanks goes to Chef Carolyn Littlefield and her UW River Falls food product development class for the interview. And thank you for listening. On Soul Dixie. On Soul Dixie.